from India's largest newsroom I'm Arun George and this is the Times of India podcast राजस्थान रॉयल्स लिटिल चांस ऑफ विक्ट्री इन द फाइनल इन टूडेज एपिसोड आई एम स्पीकिंग विद जॉय भट्टाचार्य अबाउट द विनर्स ऑफ द टूर्नामेंट हाउ दिस विल इन्फ्लुएंस इंडियन क्रिकेट and how the ipl could start to change world cricket joy is a prominent cricket commentator and has been the team director of the ipl team kolkata night riders i started by asking joy about the captain of the winning team hardik pandya a lot is being written and said about hardik pandya um what do you think this win means for him and his future from here on in a sense look i think he's proved a whole lot of things and you know what really impressed me was not just what he did there it was his calmness even after he had won he just took it as if okay this is part of the job he went forward with it he was not over the top in celebrating it was a very controlled performance control is not a word you often use with hardik this explosive is the word that you use ebullient but this was a very different hardik this guy in charge of a team he and ashish nehra and the support staff ran it beautifully so I think look if Hardik bowls he's not just a lock as an India player he's a definitely future India captain but even as a batsman he really stood out right this time yeah and see the point is that his role in Mumbai was very different his role was he was the they were the finishers he Pollard and Krunal Pandya's job was to finish what the likes of Rohit Sharma Ishan Kishan and Surya Kumar Yadav started here he didn't have a great batting up front he was batting at four so he was actually the linchpin of the batting order and i think he played that role beautifully scored more than 400 runs and he bowled exceptionally especially in the finals you know when it really counted what was he like even during the final during the commentary the commentators kept talking about this thing that he has calmed down what was he like earlier and what is he like now originally hardik is this really explosive player but he's known to be expressive on the field you know shows his emotion he wears his heart on his sleeve he's always high-fiving he's like a eager puppy a bit out of control sometimes but he's got all the talent i think now he's he always had that talent he's managed to control it and now he can put it on whenever he wants to you know and being able to sort of up your game at will is a sign of a very mature player because then you know like hardik it's not that hardik bowled throughout the tournament but hardik bowled when it mattered hardik bowled when his team needed wickets he understood the situation he played situations really well and i think that's a sign even when he got out yesterday he got out to an absolute jaffa of a ball an unplayable delivery and that was the only time i saw a bit of you know he was a bit upset because he had given the opponents a chance even if a small chance of course david miller also shut that chance david miller and shubhan gill but he had given them a chance and that there was a flicker of annoyance in his face for that but that's the hardik you know before this he would hit three four big shots get out and have this apologetic grin on his face that is a different hardik this is a hardik who takes it upon himself to finish games so if he does 
continue this role in the Indian team, doesn't that displace someone then? Because the Indian team is also full of sort of unshakable batsmen in a sense. Uh, look, a lot of the unshakable batsmen haven't had unshakable uh, tournament this year, definitely. If you have a good look at it, I mean, Virat's tournament and Rohit's tournament has been really ordinary. On form, there are many other players who should be going in ahead of them. I mean, I can see one of them staying as a captain, but really on current form, I don't see Virat playing for India in the World Cup. Who fills that spot if he is out? There are plenty of players. If you look at it now, they're loaded. I mean, I thought Sanju Samson has played really well throughout this tournament, has been mature, has picked his situation. Surya Yadav was injured, but when he played, he was absolutely fantastic. Uh, I don't think Ishan Kishan will ever have such a bad tournament as he had. So, And uh, there are new players who I really think are putting their hands up. I mean, there is absolutely nothing more Rahul Tripathi can do to prove that he's a top-level India prospect as well. So, there are plenty of people to take those places. You have bad Hardik earlier as well. So, you have a whole lot of new talent coming in. And I think, if you remember... In 2007, when we won that first T20 World Cup, it was after the likes of Saurav, Sachin and Dravid didn't go for the tournament, you know. Kumble didn't go for the tournament and it opened it up for the youngsters. And perhaps we are close to another such reboot, if you like. But uh, the only difference being that time they sat out. This time we don't have that at least happening for now. Look, I don't think anyone needs to sit out. I think they should just pick the team on current form. Definitely... The captain will have a huge say in it. So, if Rohit wants Virat to be there and feels Virat... And remember, this: the tournament, the World Cup is still six months away. Virat may rediscover form. He may stay a month away from the game and you know, rediscover his love for it. So many other things can happen. So, I think it's too early to call that. But this is only good news. An abundance of talent is only good news for Indian cricket. You mentioned Ashish Nehra, but even Gary Kirsten, who's India's World Cup winning coach, is in that mix. And somehow, you know, they've not made the headlines as much as, say, Hardik Pandya has and all the other players have. Could you explain what role they've played in this? It's a huge role, yeah, because I think a large part of it is someone like Gary brings a lot of calm to the dressing room. He's a very calm person. He spends a lot of time talking to players. He spends a lot of time listening. Spends a lot of time understanding. If you see, actually what you see is, this is the Royal Challengers, the Bangalore coaching staff of 2018. So, it was Ashish Nehra, Vikram Solanki, Gary Kirsten, uh, Ashish Kapoor. All these players, all these people were together in Bangalore in 2018. And it didn't work out for them there, but they all moved here because they worked with each other before. They were no, they knew, they knew how to work with each other. Therefore, that time, they didn't waste any time and try to understand each other's idiosyncrasies. And, uh, I think they hit the ground running and they were absolutely superb because uh, Nehra is a man with a lot of ideas. Gary brings calm, Gary brings perspective, Gary brings World Cup winning experience. And uh, the rest bring their technical skills to this. And I think that combination together with, you know, Hardik being exactly in the right state of mind mentally, it's made for a very potent mix. And Gujarat were also the dominant team through this tournament, right? They, it never looked like it would be anybody else in some ways. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that they were the dominant team. In fact, that's the one thing because when this auction was over, everyone thought Gujarat had a really good bowling attack. But their batting was something that everyone looked at and thought that, you know, are they going to do it? And all their batsmen have overperformed, you know. Uh, Hardik, uh, 
Shubman Gill got as many runs as last year, but he got them at a strike rate almost 20 points higher. He's to get them at 120, he's getting them at 140. Hardik scored 300 more runs than last year. You know, somebody like a Ridhiman Saha scored 250 more runs than last year. So, so many batsmen have given them Devatiya when he had the chance, he finished. Rashid Khan won the game with them for the bat, with the bat once, you know. So, they've had all that going for them and that's been absolutely fantastic. Their batsmen really overperformed. The effects of the IPL are already visible in the team India selection and its players with people like Umran Malik getting a call-up for India. Um, what is your view on how much the IPL should influence the team selection? The IPL should definitely influence the team selection for white ball cricket because it is the top-level tournament. You're playing against the best players in the world. So, as far as white ball cricket is concerned, I think the IPL is the sternest test in the world and you're not bowling at a domestic match. It's not Karnataka versus Jharkhand. You're bowling against, you know, international batsmen of the top best quality in the world. So, for white ball cricket, IPL should have and does have a huge say. As far as test cricket is concerned, what do you do? You look at somebody like an Umran Malik and say, he can bowl at that pace. Can he control it? Can he take wickets? There's so many other things that you can discuss. One of the things that the IPL does very well, which few people recognize it, I've seen it over the last 15 years, because the IPL has top-level, really good physios and trainers, uh, a lot of the players get good diets, good coaching, good biomechanics going. Uh, say a Jharkhand state player may not have had access before this to really top-level physios or really top-level uh, trainers. So their training programs, their diets, all these also improve significantly after a tournament like this or after being exposed to talent, you know, in the, even in terms of support staff like this. If that's the thing, do you think there was a right call made in keeping Sanju Samson out in favour of Dinesh Karthik, especially given the run he's had in this tournament? They made a call because I think what they're looking for is the role of a finisher. And they were not sure who their finishers are right now. If you look at India right now, that 6-7-8 is a position Hardik used to play very well. Ravindra Jadeja and Hardik played that position, you know, finishing at bowling a few overs, but also really smashing it in the last few overs. They're looking for players at that position. So, I think uh, Dinesh Kartik gives them something there they feel. Sanju, they're going to regard as a top-order batsman, slightly up the order. And I have a feeling that Sanju's time has come. There's a lot more. Look, there's uh, there's a England, there's South Africa. They're playing South Africa now. After that, there's England. They're going to play some T20s in England as well. After that, they're going to go to the West Indies. So, all this will happen before South Africa. So, just how the India team is selected on this South African uh, tour of India is not really determining your selection. They're just looking at all the options possible right now. It's too early for them to settle in on the team right now. Joy, does Gujarat's win signal a change in the hierarchy of the IPL or is it a blip like one of the many one-win wonders that exist in the IPL? See, there are two... There is one central issue about the IPL, which is the retention system. And the retention system, I don't believe, is a perfect system because what the retention system does is that it takes an unnecessary amount of your money or an unnatural amount of money to retain your top four players. And I think that's what's happening. If you see the teams that were hardest hit by retention were the teams that actually struggled in this tournament, uh, which is Mumbai and Chennai, because they had the most retain, even Delhi to a certain extent, these were loaded squads who just found it very difficult to retain. What this means is that unless the retention system changes or slightly is in more favour, I mean, it's 
it just every three four years whoever's releasing players and going to get new players they have a better chance with no players that they have to retain rather than the other way around and what happens is that's not actually very good for the game because one of the things is teams must be able to retain certain amount of players because if you don't then that sort of loyalty will go away you need to have teams associated with players so i think there is tinkering needed to be done with the auction system uh, otherwise i think yeah it's been a fantastic tournament in many ways i think gujarat was a brilliant team and gujarat did what basically rajasthan did in the first season just uh, surprised the hell out of everyone with gujarat success like you mentioned another thing that happens is the legacy teams in a sense like a mumbai or a chennai have really suffered in this season what is the problem for the ipl with that happening first and foremost uh, anyone will tell you that viewership drops drastically i mean a, a dream ipl is basically mumbai chennai bangalore kolkata even delhi doesn't give you that big a market these teams really give you really really big market so mumbai chennai bangalore being out of the ipl is uh, uh, in the in the final stages is not good for the tournament so i think these are some of the things that you need to look at very seriously of course that's something you can't do very much about if the teams have to look at it and say what they're going to do and i feel that mumbai at least to a large extent has discovered a lot of what went wrong last year uh in fact i feel the journey for chennai is going to be a bit tougher because though deepak chahar will come back uh there are some question marks that remain will jadeja return will it be the jadeja that went all are questions that have need to be answered yet and i think we are far from answering them but uh, do you think that with the auctions largely now remaining smaller in nature and there's even talk of these big auctions sort of vanishing uh does that sort of help overall where you'll have teams that are more defined and will stay defined for longer periods yes i think it will one thing that the ipl has managed to do very successfully is uh nobody loses money in the ipl everyone makes money because the prices are controlled of players if you go to a totally free market remember what happens in football you know larger purses keep winning and it's very difficult to stop larger purses in the long run so i think that was one of the beauties of the ipl which is why gujarat could win this year that because of the way everyone is restricted to a certain budget and they have to buy from the auction uh, you have a certain amount of parity and equality over time uh, that will disappear over time because you know if you have allow somebody like a mumbai to buy for example whoever they want to or one of the bigger franchises like a bangalore then it will be very difficult for the others to compete with regard to the 14 match format that was there this year it was a pretty unusual one which gave teams slightly varying odds of success in some ways one could have argued that the legacy teams like a mumbai and chennai had better odds of success i mean is that structure really feasible long term do you then split it into two groups where the top teams get into the playoffs like other leagues or do you have an ipl that is longer now so that everyone plays everyone in a full round robin in a sense? i think they're looking they've asked for a longer tournament i think they're looking to create a longer tournament this year they had two groups where you know they played everyone on their group twice and the other side once they look at a 90 odd match tournament this is this was a 74 match tournament and what happens if that happens i mean because that then starts changing the whole cricket calendar right and then ipl truly becomes this behemoth in the cricketing world look i think it's an inevitability if you look at it i think one of the things that you look at here is one untenable situation is 
you cannot and you do and you cannot have in the long run a situation where you know you have somebody playing for the Barishal Burners and for the Kolkata Knight Riders and for the Peshawar Zulmis and for the uh, team from the Big Bash. That is going to go away. You, I mean, international football. You know, Ronaldo doesn't turn up for clubs or you know, Salah plays for just Liverpool. And I think that is something that's going to happen. Uh, seasons will increase, but the same pool of players can't go around. Right now, they are very much like mercenaries on hire, are playing for four or five different T20 franchises. I think over time, that's going to go and they're going to play only for their nation or their uh, yeah the side they play or for their clubs. You'll have an Indian league, you might have an Australian league, you might... But that's the point. Finally, you can't have... This is an untenable system and it works for only one reason, which is that India still does not consume sport like regulars. We consume sport in a festival. Okay, here's an IPL. Here's two months of cricket. Let's enjoy it. You know, this is the IPL. It finishes in summer. Let's go back to work. So we look at it as an event. So what is the IPL? IPL is not really a league. It's a really long tournament. But leagues are six, seven, eight months are what you call leagues. Basketball, you have an 82-game season. Or in football, you have a 38-game season. That's 38-game season over six, seven months. Not a 14-game or a 16-game or even an 18-game season. Today's episode was produced by Jairaj Singh, Sunai Marathe and Anuja Singh. For a daily spotlight on people, ideas and stories that matter, subscribe to us. We're available on TY+, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts and all other platforms of your choice. For any news tips, email us at tuipodcast at timesinternet.in.